0: Here
1: we go! In case of emergency, the exits are here, 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 anywhere! Keep your
2: hands and arms inside the carpet! here! Name is Hades, Lord of the Dead. Hi, how you doing? We dance, we kiss, we schmooze, we carry on, we go home happy. What do you say? Come on. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that it was all started by a monster. Hello and welcome to the Disney Guys Uncensored. My name is Andy DeFusco, and this is episode number 11, recorded on June 3rd, 2019. On this week's episode, we discuss Brian Justino Tower a new Pixar film, and did Disney debunk the Epcot Pavilion rumor? In our main segment this week, we change things up a bit and play a game, uh, Villains Battle Royale. And lastly, Random House on Mouse introduces a new topic called Hidden Treasures.
0: And joining me on tonight's episode, as always, Bob, how are we doing tonight? Good. Go Beasts. sunshine, shining, birds chirping, 2-1 blues the end of the first period. Let's keep it rolling, Jay. How's it going down there in South Carolina? Doing great down
1: here. It's been a warm couple of weeks, but we survived.
2: Well, that's good. That's good. I've been been watching a lot of Disney movies lately. The kids wanted to watch all the Stitches this weekend, so we got to we got to watch I think three Stitch movies. We'll uh, stitch watch them all together. Uh, oh, good one there. <laughs> uh, we uh, we watched Rapunzel tonight, so uh, it's been it's been fun. It's been a good time. Did You watch Barbie Rapunzel, or did you watch Tangled? Uh, Well, we started with the Rapunzel show, but that led to Tangled very quickly. So I guess uh, I'm not wrong, but I'm not right. Uh,
0: But enough about me. Isn't it called Tangled the Series?
2: Uh, there's, there's a couple of, uh, you know, I don't know what the name of it is, but I think listen, that's irrelevant. That's not the listen, point. No,
0: I am hey, the fact the episode checker the episodes. Even I have yet. to make sure the, I'm the fact checker. I got to make sure I'm not have to check to run this back next week and say, listen, Andrew was wrong about Rapunzel. It's actually called Tangled the Series. That's why I get it out of the way now. All right, folks. Well, we're in for a doozy tonight.
2: It's going to be a fun time. You uh, seem a little
0: feisty this evening.
2: I like it. I, we need to be feisty. We're, we're, this is a battle royale. Uh, That's right. Metaphor for what we're about to talk, but um,
0: royal cheese.
2: Yes, that's right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So let's let's move over on to uh, the news.
1: All right. So as you mentioned earlier, the Grand Destino Tower at Disney's Coronado Springs will be opening this July. So there's going to be four different restaurants: the Toledo which is going to have tapas, steak, and seafood opening at the top of the tower with some spectacular views of the resort. Then you've got the Three Bridges Bar and Grill, which will serve sandwiches and shared plates in a relaxed lakeside setting. The Dahlia Lounge will be adjacent to the Toledo and will serve light tapas as well as a wide selection of libations and handcrafted by talented mixologists the Barcelona Lounge, which will offer European coffee experience, and will also serve pastries and breakfast items in the morning. In the afternoon, it will transition to an artisanal cocktail bar with an electric menu of drinks and food. So the new trailer for the Pixar film Onward was released this week. Um, I know you guys were, were slightly unimpressed, I agree, there wasn't much there, but I am intrigued at the idea of a. Uh, honestly, it seems like a medieval '80s romp.
2: Yeah, it's, its feelings, right? So it's funny because when I first watched it, my first reaction was, "This doesn't feel Disney or Pixar." I mean, obviously the animation was there, high quality, right? Uh, but you know, it, it's funny because Pixar does this a lot with their with their teaser trailers, right? And that's that, it was a long teaser trailer. Most teaser it trailers was. Are, are like forty seconds. This was about two minutes. But, um, you know, they, they talk about as obviously as you see in the end of the trailer, you know, we're going on a quest, I think they call it. Yes, which quest. You know, it could have been this that that two minutes could be maybe the most misleading two minutes for all that we've known. You know, it, right. could, it could turn into a fantasy world movie. We have no idea, and that's exactly what Pixar likes to do. So we, you know, it, for me, the trailer was meh, but it doesn't mean the movie's going to be like that. We don't know, oh, no.
1: you know. I have full faith that Pixar will pull out a spectacular film. Agreed. trying to back uh, going back to last week's episode the bonus episode about the uh, changes that are coming to Epcot Disney blog has confirmed the information will be shared, shared the changes to the central area of Epcot and they have also said that Nemo and Friends and the land will be staying with us in the future which doesn't exactly dispel the rumor but doesn't exactly give it credit either.
0: Can we so that yeah, one thing I we're think I wait. think a lot they did there was kind of try to uh, appease the people because right. when we broke we didn't break this so when we came on last week there was a lot of uproar about those yes. two pavilions in particular going bye bye, and I, I ultimately listen I went on record last week and said I didn't buy it. Andrew also, Jay, and know we all had mixed feelings, but none of us were fully buying that rumor that they were going to just tear down these pavilions. Yeah. I think what, they, what Disney did here is maybe uh, give themselves an out. You know, they said right. they plan to be with us in the future. The future could be a couple of years. Like we said, this rumor wasn't supposed to. I mean, they weren't supposed to be down until 2026. Guys, that's, 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 a, that's a two-thirds of a decade I mean, so let, right. let's be honest, there's plenty of time for them to change it. And like we said in that bonus episode last Tuesday night, um, anything can and will change with these rumors. And, and I, oh, think, um, I think it's good on Disney to, to put it out there and say, listen, no, we've got big plans for Epcot and they're in it. But again, uh, I'm hesitant to accept it as fact.
1: Right. After all the speculation and rumor, Galaxy's Edge has finally opened up at Disneyland Rave reviews have come in. Seems the uh, reservations that a lot of us had in terms of the new queue lines and the new way they were doing things. You know what? They've been pretty much bestel- dispelled. It went smoothly, very little problems. Also, while we're speaking of the wonders of Galaxy Edge, there is a new special edition Batuan Sp- Spira which is a gift card that is a essentially it's a credit medallion like you would actually see within Star Wars Universe that's available for purchase. The only caveat is you're required to put $100 on that gift card. It's a limited edition collectible. I think it's a little much to require $100 on it, but I kind of understand it. The Wave at the Contemporary Resort is set to become an, the Incredible Steakhouse. Now, this is a rumor, but it has some credibility. The restaurant has been underperforming recently, and they wanted to do something similar to what they did at the Wilderness Lodge with the Artist Point, transforming that into a storybook dining experience featuring the characters from Snow White. So, this is something that can be very confusing, but at the same time, it's, it's something that is happening. There are two different apps. There's the Shop Disney Parks app and there's the Disney Shop shop the Shop Disney app, sorry. So what they're doing is they're kind of combining them both and the Shop Disney Parks app is closing. It's just being integrated into the Shop Disney app. All the merchandise is the same. It's just all under one roof now. There's a new fireworks show coming to the Very Merry Christmas Party. It's called Minnie's Wonderful Christmastime Fireworks Show. From what we've heard, it's supposed to be watchable anywhere in the park. For those of you planning to head down in December, they've released the names of the narrators for the Candlelight Processional. So far, we've got Whoopi Goldberg, Pat Sajak, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and Edward James Olmos. Ahead of the launch of the Disney Plus app later this year, Disney's announced a new initiative calling for filmmakers of underrepresented backgrounds to bring their pitches for short films that could possibly end up on the streaming platform. The service is now called the Launchpad and will offer six chosen filmmakers the opportunity to work alongside of the stable of Disney filmmakers while completing their short films.
2: Yeah, I'm actually excited for this. This is something really cool, you know. As a as a strong independent filmmaker supporter, um, I'm excited to see that Disney's giving this opportunity to people and trying um, to, you know, see what see what they get out of it, right? To to see, leave it into you know the young entrepreneurs and young filmmakers to see what we can come up with. So excited to see that. But uh, thanks a lot for the news, Jason. It was well done. Uh, there's a lot of good info there. But I think now. For the big topic of the week this week, I think we're ready to start this battle royale of villains. So with that being said, let's move on over to the topic of the week. All right, guys, so here's here's how it's going to work. I have some rules set in place that I'm going to kind of go over really briefly and then we'll get into it. Uh, simple as that. So, uh, again, the three of us have came up with a list of 16 villains. Now, maybe they're not the best villains or the most well-known villains, but we'll get into a little bit why we, you know, why we came up with these 16 in a minute. I'm going to draw two names at random, um, and we're going to give brief explanations on those characters and what their abilities are for this Battle Royale. Then we will discuss who would win that fight in a head-to-head battle, and the three of us will each vote on who we think will win. So essentially two votes will solidify a win for that villain. Uh, That villain will then be placed in the winner's circle. The loser will then be eliminated. After round one, we will repeat this process until we have one winner left. Now, we must say, when we were going through this list, there was two villains out there that we felt were too powerful that we had to eliminate from our contest.
0: Spoiler alert, guys. I'm very disappointed about one of these selections. Uh, And it's not who you think it is.
2: Uh, so, of course, uh, Bob may not or may be uh, alluding to Hades. Now I am not. I Hades am not. is the Lord of the Dead, um, so he's immortal. You can't kill the guy, so that's not fair. So we we counted him out. He's technically a god. The other technical god that is also unkillable mm.
0: is Chernabod
1: from Tough Fantasia.
0: So Tough one to lose there. Ah. He's the consummation of evil, but yes. Andrew's right. I mean, neither of those guys... It would be fair in this instance, in this battle royale, as you say. So uh, I think it needed to be done. I mean, Hades, I think we all all three of us agreed. And immediately when Andrew pitched this idea, Hades is out. I tried to sneak Chernabog in, and they promptly threw me out the club like Rob Gronkowski. (laughs) So I said, okay, enough. No big deal. We'll, We'll throw him out too. And just so everyone
1: knows, just in case you aren't familiar with the name Chernabog, he is essentially the demon
0: devil creature from Fantasia. Yeah, Knight of Bald Mountain. He's the (laughs) Summoner of Spirits. He looks like a big gargoyle. He's fantastic, badass, anything you'd want in a villain. Unfortunately, just a little too strong for what we're looking to do tonight.
2: Absolutely. Um So like I said, we we don't have any... It's not like I pit some and you pit some and will my guy win versus your guy win. We are not tied to any one of these characters or villains. We simply came up with what we thought were the best 16 villains to partake in this Battle Royale. So without further ado, I say we get this thing started.
0: Ding, 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 folks. Ding, ding, ding. Let's go.
2: The first villain for the Battle Royale is going to be
0: no other
2: than the legendary... Mordu,
0: and wow. for those
2: who don't know who Mordu is, he is from a Pixar movie called Brave. Um, now Mordu is immensely powerful and has the strength of ten men, they say. But he is shown to be far stronger than that. He defeated an entire army all by himself. He slaughtered everyone who was in his way. He easily breaks through stone. and easily tossed another bear that is almost as big as himself. In addition to his immense strength. It has appeared that he is very appeared that the very curse that turned him into a monstrous bear, also resulted in Mordu's bodily tissues substantially harder than any other humans or regular bears. So essentially, he has body armor. Um, a testament of his durability is his ability to remain unfazed. So, in spite of having various weapons remaining stuck in his back and able to shred off all sorts of weapons. So he has spares thrown at him, um, arrows shot at him, and it, it almost doesn't even face him. Now this guy is a, is a legendary warrior and fighter. Um, he's technically a prince, and he had he was cursed. Right? He turns into a beer. So with that all being said, let's move on to who his competitor is going to be. And... captain hook folks captain hook from peter pan so about captain hook um most of you all know him the name he's a skilled swordsman he's light on his feet and stealthy making him a dangerous adversary the use of his hook during duels tends to give him an occasional upper hand no pun attended there uh, <laughs> he carries a pistol um so he's 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 no joke now One of his special abilities that we're giving him is he has Pitsy Dust, because I believe it's the second movie where he steals the Pitsy Dust from um, Tinkerbell and the fairies. Right. So he has the ability to fly. So he's a sword fighter. He's a little weak to magic. But with all being said, folks, let's talk about this. Mordu, the legendary Princess Bear, I'm sorry, Prince Bear versus
1: Captain Hook, the sword wielding flying pirate. What do you guys think? Honestly, I think I'd have to go with Mordu on this one. I mean, Captain Hook does have the, the ability to fly. He's got the sword. But, I mean, Mordu is pretty much immune to the sword. He's immune to, I mean, granted he does have a gun and he could, you know, maybe fly up away way out of range of Mordu. But the gun's just going to be, like, hitting him and he's not even going to... Bayes is not even going to do anything to him. He's just going to shrug it off and keep going. So I think this when I'd have to go with Mordu. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I've got nothing to add here. Mordu wins this. It's not even close. It's probably a a first-round knockout. It's done. See you later, Captain Hook.
2: I can already picture Captain Hook with the little stars around his head, but um, I think it would go a lot better. than that. I think Mordu would literally rip this guy in half. Yeah. Um, Like I said... Captain Hook might try to get a little, you know, fire his pistol at him, and it's not even going to phase Mordu. Oh. I'd say, easily hands down, Mordu moves to round two without even a stretch on him. That
0: was a uh, tough first round, tough first round draw <laughs> for Captain Hook there. <laughs> Boy, I mean, let's be honest, Mordu was a tough out for anybody, yep. especially a guy like Captain Hook, uh, Noah, and didn't have a chance.
2: Agreed. So let's move on to the next match. Uh, the next match is going to
0: be Dr. Facilier. Oh, great. The Great Conjurer, the Sorcerer, uh, possesses powerful dark voodoo magic capable of accomplishing nearly anything. He, he can see into the past of a person and kind of use that against them. Um, he can use his staff as a, a weapon of sorts. Uh, it's not necessarily a very effective weapon. He's got his tarot cards that he pulls out of thin air. I think kind of like Gambit from X-Men a little bit. Um, his tarot cards do possess unique properties, Again, they reflect the history of the individual and tries to disorientate his opponents a little bit. Um, His special abilities here, I think, would be his use of his friends from the other side. Again, Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog steps into the ring. Um, Deception and trickery are his strong points. Let's see how he does. Let's see the matchup. So his competitor he's going against will be... What's up? Hold on
2: here will be no other than one of the most recognized villains in the history of of Disney,
0: Maleficent. Oh, boy. I mean, quite possibly the greatest Disney villain of all time. Uh, She describes her own skills as all the powers of hell. Uh, She, again, uses her staff to produce spells, uh, lightning projection, divination, teleportation. Uh, She can cast magical spells that produce the, the the thorn forest and things like that. Uh, capable of hypnosis. Uh, capable of flying if she needs to. Can turn herself into a dragon if she needs to. Transfiguration. Um, yeah, so she... Uh, you know, massive, massive uh, use of fire. Um, the flame strong enough to effortlessly knock away Philip's shield. And uh, it's not and, regular and, fire. This is Greek fire. The fire that yeah. never burns out. So I, I will say um i mean listen she's not even going to use her powers in this fight maleficent wins this fight in my opinion guys i mean that's... absolutely no contest
2: yeah absolutely i mean i think they both have uh, obviously melissa finn has a lot more powers i think they have similar special abilities and strengths with their potions and magic right uh, but she by far is superior and nothing against that's familiar he has a lot of um need battles himself, but I agree, hands he down. He does. And listen, this is a, another blowout with without her even having a scratch.
0: Yeah, listen, and like we said, it we're it really a, a lot of this is contingent on matchups, and that's Absolutely. not a good matchup for Doctor Facilier in the first round <laughs> at all. No.
2: All right, let's move on to our next match. Then the next match is going to be another very recognizable villain of the Evil Queen. Yes,
1: Ooh. evil queen. So, very powerful sorceress, possesses some possesses some alchemy skills. Highly intelligent, deceptive conjurer. Her potions ability is unmatched. Also a master of disguise. Despite all of this, she is a vulnerable person as she's singularly focused mind. Does not hold up in combat. Her vanity could be her undoing. Evil still, she is a supremely skilled potions master that can be cannot be taken lightly. She's aided with the use of the magic mirror, whose omniscience aids and abets in multitude of ways. She really, despite what you might think, because the movie did not play her up very well, she actually is quite powerful. Three. If you really want to think of of where what the best example of her powers are go back to the tv show once upon a time yep, and think of exactly. regina yeah when you
2: when you told me that just we talked about this a lot right when jason right. we said evil queen and the first thing people think of is well she turns into a little old witch and gives you know snow white a poison apple but then when you said regina and you started talking about that and then you watch if you ever watched that show you know pulling fireballs out of thin air and throwing them at right. people and stuff i mean right. you're right she is very strong didn't with the magic she
1: put the entire enchantment upon the city
2: yeah, Eventually? I mean,
1: that's pretty impressive right
2: there that she oh, yeah. has, you know, 100% agreed.
0: One of those, though, I think it's very matchup dependent for her. But yes. Again, I think to this point, let's see what she's got.
2: Yeah. Huh. Well, she has a good one here, folks. So <laughs> she is going to be battling Ursula. Oh,
1: jeez. Oh, so oh, boy.
2: Ursula, oh, boy. as you know from The Little Mermaid, um, Magical abilities are very potent and formable. She is able to top uh, various potions to create various spells, including mass transfer as well as physically altering people's bodies. However, she is incapable of altering her reflection. When it comes to physical powers, Ursula possesses superhuman strength and capable of creating poisonous ink clouds, which should absorb the energy of the trident and enhance her power. However, the most dangerous ability is to turn people into polyps and absorb their souls so we are given ursula the mighty trident as a weapon uh we thought that was fair Uh, obviously her strength is also shape-shifting and brute force so again this is going to be a great battle they both have this shape-shifting ability right um i'd say ursula definitely has that um She's definitely strength. stronger. Yeah, she's definitely so, stronger. But so I'm thinking here, if 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 Ursula could, well, there's a lot of problems, right? So so Ursula can come on land, but then you have to start arguing. Well, does she lose some of her abilities? Um, if she can get in close range, I'd take Ursula all day. However, sure. does the evil queen let her get close enough? Is the question. And again, they could both shape shift, right? So they could almost both disguise themselves and kind of get a sneak attack. Uh, I'm going to have to keep thinking. What are, you, what are your guys' thoughts?
1: This is definitely going to be a matchup for the ages here. It's the first real difficult one to go through on, on our matchup so far. They're both equally powered. Both can hold their own in many ways. Uh, this uh, I, I'm not <laughs> sure where to go with this one.
0: Uh, Bob? I, I, well, we told you everything was matchup-dependent. And it, this isn't a clash of styles. This is actually a a brutal potions magic. I think the best of each of them is offset by the best of the other here. Yes. So, so to me, to me, the deciding factor for me, and I've already I, I know where I'm going with this. My deciding factor here. At the end of the day, I believe in Ursula's ability. To let off a ranged attack better than I do the evil queens in this instance. It is not lightly that I say this or that I pick this one. But at the end of the day, I have to go with Ursula in a 10-round split decision at the end of the day. Because I just think her physicality may overpower the evil queen at this point. And you make valid points. The Evil Queen doesn't let her get close enough. I think the, the with the Trident in her hand, she may be able to set something off on a ranged attack, and we did yep. talk about some of the things, the Evil Queen, swords and arrows, some ranged attack issues for her. I'm going to give it to Ursula, and it's not that I do it easily because I think this is as good a first-round matchup as we are going to see tonight. I'm going to take Ursula, and again, I don't do it lightly. I agree. So so here's my thing. I'm thinking um, due to
2: evil Queen's smartness and intelligence, she's no dummy. She is not going to sea to fight Ursula. She is going to somehow trick her out of the sea onto land. And I think that's right. where she's going to get her advantage. And I think by potions and alchemy and magic, I somehow, I don't know how, and I may regret this tomorrow morning when I wake up, I'm going
1: with the Evil Queen. Wow, so that leaves me with the deciding vote. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> Both of you have made some very, very valid points. And, and I agree that the, the advantage here for the Evil Queen would be to get Ursula on land. But, and as much as I hate to say this, I think I'm going to have to go with Ursula on this one because even though... Each of them are stronger within their own element. Ursula stronger within the water. Evil Queen stronger on land. I think that Ursula's range is going to end up being her advantage here, especially with the Trident. And at the end of the day, I'm I'm going to have to go with Ursula on this one. Great decision. Yeah, that was a tough one. Um,
0: I, I, Do we agree, that, though? I mean, that goes ten rounds. That's a battle. That's, oh, yeah, absolutely. That, it absolutely! I don't know. Is. I don't know that Ursula comes out of that undamaged. I mean, oh, that's, no, she's that, she's definitely going to have some hurt. Um, but man, what what a first round matchup! Much better than the other two ma- first round matchups we've had to this point. Oh my oh, goodness! Oh, absolutely. All right, so let's uh, let's move on
2: to the next um, the next rounds. Oh. This should be a fan favorite. This should be a sleeper pit, whatever you want to look at it. But it is the
0: Horned King. I don't oh. think there's anything sleeper about the Horned King here, guys. You talk about the consummation of evil. This guy might be it. A mighty warrior, a skilled rider and swordsman, uh, chilling effects with his mask. His skull mask petrifies people, an intimidating presence. Not much can be done again susceptible to ranged attacks but at the end of the day hand-to-hand combat he might be unmatched in this tournament guys really i'm not even sure it's fair to call him a sleeper i think this could be the odds-on favorite depending on what kind of matchups he gets going into this tournament but this is a guy is is just a a real powerhouse here And, and i we'll see what he's got I agree.
2: I mean you don't have to convince me. I grew up playing the Black in video game. This guy's no joke to mess with. He has um a little bit and a lot of bit of every type of skill um yeah. going out there. So Yeah. So uh the next pick uh that the horn chain is going to be facing, um well, this will be interesting.
0: <laughs> Randall Bobbs. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> We're sorry guys, this is probably not a great first round matchup either. <laughs> uh, but no, Randall? no. I think it's fair. Let's let Jay speak a little bit here and, and see why we should pick Randall Boggs in this battle. All right, Randall is a master of
1: deception. to his to his chameleon-like abilities. He can camouflage his skin. Randall is also quite adept at hand-to-hand ca- combat. He possesses otherworldly speed and agility, and is surprisingly strong for his stature. Right. He's not particularly. Apt- particularly adept at defending himself.
0: And there but, it is.
1: <laughs> but he does have a little bit of a uh, ace in the hole. He's got his buddy that can pull up the, uh, the doors for him, and he could go in and out and be anywhere in the world at any point in time or sends anyone else to anywhere in the world at any point in time.
2: Yep. I mean, yeah, yep. I mean, you know, Randall's one of those guys that definitely could have been a sleeper depending on, you know, who he drew for battle. Um, I think this battle would go a lot like Randall hiding and camouflaging and I think that one time he starts to make a little move or attempt, that Horn Cane will literally just grab him by the neck and demolish him. Game yeah. over, not even you close. are
0: big on that grabbing people by the neck and demolishing them. You are a violent <laughs> person. You may <laughs> want to seek help after this episode. <laughs> hey, this is a battle royale. No holds barred. Um, I mean, listen, Jim, I'm going to defer to you on this instance and let you decide who you would pick here I I just and and then we'll go from there I'll defer to you on this one though Jay who do you got
1: honestly I don't think there's going to be much of a contest it's going to be the Horned King
0: yeah I mean that's how I feel too at the end of the day I don't really need to I mean the one thing Randall could have used for him was a ranged attack I mean you could make a case guys let me play devil's advocate here could fungus there Randall's little buddy grab the black cauldron and somehow get the horned King in there. That's the only thing I would say in Randall's defense here is he does have his little minion, but I think the horned King probably too smart for that in this instance. And I mean, again, just, just a true beast of a, of of a fighter in this instance. And although both do have strong hand to hand combat skills, if it gets into a true hand to hand combat fight, I, it's the Horned King all the way. So, it, yeah. Randall Boggs, we hardly knew ye. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and matched up a little bit differently. Randall could have probably done better, but yeah, yeah he might have won so a good.
0: round or two. But um, again, just a just a tough one for him there. It's a tough draw.
1: Agreed.
2: All right, so
0: that puts us what about halfway through here? Yeah, I guess uh, through the, f- the
2: first half. Yeah, the bracket. Yep. The first battle, first opponent of
1: the first uh, next fight will be Jafar. Yes. Jafar seems to possess a talent for alchemy and hypnosis. He's also surprisingly effective at disguising himself when he was a regular human. After wishing to become the most powerful sorcerer in the world, he could levitate objects, breathe fire, summon objects, and transform himself and others. In Aladdin, he was also immune to the effects of fire. As the absolute I guess you could call him in this case the sorcerer supreme. He's going to be a, a tough, tough battle for sure. We talked about the possibility of of him being the genie. At that point, he would be, you know, as they say, phenomenal cosmic powers. But once again, you've got that itty bitty living space. So we went with supreme support so sorcerer Jafar in this case.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean the way to look at it is Jafar starts as Jafar and he has the he has the lamp, which means he has some wishes he can make. Right. You know, it's as simple as you do a little up, left, down A, B, and he turns into, you know, ultimate sorcerer there. You know. Right. But um yeah, absolutely. This is this is again that that that's a tricky one. So let's see, uh let's see who he gets and hopefully we'll have a little bit of a good battle for you guys here. But um the next one on that list is going to be Buddy Pie, and also known as Syndrome.
0: You oh, know boy. what? I
1: had a sneaky suspicion <laughs> that's what was going to come up. That's funny. Oh, right. boy. Syndrome, essentially the Iron Man of the Incredibles universe. While not having superpowers, his high intellect makes him a fierce opponent. His tactical and skills and inventing proving to be way more than enough to allow him to compete. He's also a former child prodigy. When Syndrome was still at a young age, he was a gifted boy who specialized in technology and engineering, as he is able to create jet boots uh, at a young age. Syndrome is a formidable foe when it comes to building numerous advanced technologies and weapons. He is also capable of becoming a successful weapons designer. So, this is is
0: Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) Right?
1: Oh man. I I know that we've we've kind of gone back and forth on having some good matchups and in this case I honestly think once again this is not going to be much of a contest. You Jafar's going to play around and toy with him but at the end of the day we his syndrome's biggest weakness is going to be magic and Jafar is going to play with him. He's going to, you know, make him think he's winning and he's just going to pull a spell on him and take him out easily.
0: Well, yes. I respectfully disagree here. Me too. I disagree. I'm going to tell you this right now: is Syndrome has one thing that I think we're overlooking here entirely is zero his point intellect. energy. His his in his intellect alone. I, as much as Jafar has all his magical powers, if Aladdin was capable of defeating Jafar with the <laughs> trickery, I have to think Syndrome. And again, if we're going with the assumption, his special ability that he has the Omnidroids with him, I, I'm, uh, I'm on the fence with this one, boys. I, I gotta tell you, I really am a believer in Syndrome's intellect, and that's what's intrigued me the most about him. The problem is, like Jay said, very susceptible to magic. But, at the end of the day, is his technology enough to create a physical combat feel with Jafar, that Jafar gets uncomfortable with it. That's the problem I'm having
2: right now. And this is one of those that we've really started introducing, really crossover of storyline timelines, right? Like you said, technology is something that obviously doesn't exist in Aladdin. So it's hard to say, you know, what's the difference? And I agree with you, Bob. I could 100% see the the Omnidroids distracting Jafar enough so Buddy can fly in, maybe sneak the lamp, and then what does he do with the lamp to his advantage, right? Um it it's it's a tricky one. Uh but at the end of the day, buddy's young, right? Syndrome's a young younger guy. Jafar is a seasoned veteran sorcerer who's been around he lost
0: to Aladdin who's probably the um, same age as syndrome. This is the problem <laughs> I'm having.
2: Well uh well I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make it even harder for you. Well no. Mm. I don't know. I mean, what what do you what do you you want to pick one, and you want me to?
0: I think I know where I'm heading for it. I think my problem at the end of the day, if you think of guys, if he's the sorcerer supreme with all of his things, all things at his disposal, as much as I respect what Syndrome is capable of, I, I. Oh boy.
2: Um, I, I'll, I'll I'll make it easy for you. I, I think Jafar takes it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go mm-hmm. Jafar, but I don't know that it's a slam dunk as we no. think it is. It's nope.
1: it's gonna be a struggle to a certain extent, right? Well I think done, syndrome. A multiple yeah, you fought, you fought
0: Well, syndrome, you fought well, but at the end, go of the home, day, buddy.
1: He works alone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think really for me. Jafar's weakness being physical combat isn't one of the strengths of Syndrome. Agreed. And uh, ultimately, one of Syndrome's weaknesses is magic, and that's what Jafar is, so yeah. Jafar's into the next round.
2: Agreed. Alright, we've got three more matches left, It's more competitors, and one of those competitors is going to be Scar.
0: Wow, oh, great. Ha <laughs> First... <laughs> ha! A legend! A legend!
2: So as we know, Star is highly intelligent. He's easily able to manipulate situations and conserva- and, and conversations to his advantage. He's a fierce fighter who can hold his own against Bader and Younger. Uh, however, Star will not hesitate to cheat in any type of battle. Um, obviously, he's from the Lion King. His special ability is going to be his three hyenas. Right, So, the three hyenas can definitely probably distract somebody, why, why Stark can kind of make a move from the side. Um, he's definitely going to be weak to any type of ranged attacks. So, let's see who his opponent is going to be. And, huh, I mean, you couldn't write a book better than this, folks. His opponent is going to be no other than the poacher himself,
0: Clayton. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So Clayton is from Tarzan, as we know. He's an expert marksman. He's, he's also a master manipulator, vicious and, and cruel. Um, he's got a great shot with his rifle, great skill in hand-to-hand combat, which doesn't really help him in this instance, uh, but does carry his, his knife with him, which I think is helpful. Uh, master at deception and frequently befuddles his enemies. Great animalistic instincts and endurance. Um, his arrogance will end up costing him in the long run. But at the end of the day, Clayton, another one of these juicy matchups, you couldn't have asked for a better matchup in round one for Clayton and scar. This is like, uh, this is a, an opposites attract. This is everything. a Heavyweight battle here. Yep. Um, guys, let's go around the horn here and see what we think and talk of these two guys out. Cause uh, you could go either way. You could go either way. Yeah.
2: And I'll, and I'll say right up front, um, uh, I was never big into Tarzan, not because I didn't like it. I just kind of missed that one. But I did a lot of research on Clayton. And, I mean, the way you look up to him is he's the best of the best at what he does. And what he does is poach. He poaches animals. He knows animals in and out. Unfortunately for Scar, this could have been his worst possible matchup. Yeah, Uh, the worst possible matchup he could have had.
1: It's going to be a long battle for sure.
2: I think it goes down with, with Scar trying to talk to him and manipulate him while he tries to have his hyenas attacked from the sides. However, Clayton, being a poacher that he is, most likely would set traps, and it would know exactly what's going on and exactly where those hyenas are at all times. He would then somehow trap those hyenas while he takes out that gun and puts a bullet in the back of Star. Done. Wow!
0: You are a violent... You really need to see help. That was pretty <laughs> I descriptive. Need some
2: visuals. I need some visuals here.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Uh, Jay, what do you got? Oh, I, I, this is gonna be a tough matchup for sure. Like we said, Clayton is the best of the best. Scar is the biggest cheater of the best. Oh, they're the best at what they do, and and oh, it's gonna be a tough battle for sure. Um.
0: I mean, Scar did have that epic battle with Simba. A significantly bigger and younger lion than him. I mean, that was an an epic battle. I could have gone either way until the end.
1: Yeah, definitely. Wow. I think I'm going to have to go with Scar on this one. Wow. I mean, he's he's survived this long. He knows what he's doing.
2: He does. There's no poachers in the lion chain, though.
0: (laughs) Not that they spoke of.
2: <laughs> that's true.
0: I think what it comes down to for me here, oh, I'm the deciding vote in this one, aren't I? You yes are. you are. That's not good. That <laughs> is not good. Is Clayton too arrogant for his own good? because right. he sees this match up and says, "Oh, this is easy for me. This is what I do." Does he take for granted or granted the, the three hyenas here? And that's the big question. Adria, that's, that's the big yeah, question. I, I will say though. That his instincts and his endurance here are going to play a huge factor. He can, pardon the Hercules reference, can go the distance well, in this fight. Before uh, before you give
2: your answer, Bob, we'd be remiss not to discuss Jurassic Park because we do it every episode. I could just picture the, the scene where he's hunting the raptors <laughs> and then, and then you know... Clever girl! Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but I knew girl. where I was going with that.
0: <laughs> Different time, though. This is... This is if Robert Muldoon is hunting scar and three hyenas, Robert Muldoon wins it in the first round, guaranteed. <laughs> he was he was hunting raptors. That's different here. At the end of the day, I'm a firm believer in Clayton's marksmanship. I personally think it doesn't even get to the point where the hyenas play a factor. I think Clayton is so good with his rifle, he picks them off, and it's one versus one at that point. I personally think Clayton puts a 22 to the back of Scar's head and calls it a day. I know the 22 isn't a rifle, but at the end of the day, he blows a barn door out of Scar's head and uses it as a skull goblet from going forward, and that is his big trophy when he's done. I'm picking Clayton in this battle. I was going to say, yeah, and you said Drew was violent. Jeez. I got a little aggressive. I'll see you you in that (laughs) violence anonymous meeting we're going to. But I think Clayton, (laughs) at the end of the day... um, Listen, Scar's not magical in any way. That might have been Clayton's undoing. A great matchup though. I think it goes I think it goes a good way. But at the end of the day, Clayton Clayton wins this one. I, I he's such a vicious, vicious animal. And and I, I he, he wins this one in my opinion.
2: Okay. Good one. I mean that was a good battle. I All
0: think right. it was a, a, it was uh Yeah, good one. So two matches left in the first round here. Man, that hurts though. Man, I do like Scar, but at the end of the day, Clayton is the winner.
2: All right, so this one here, we are going to go with oh, the boy. silent
0: but deadly, not really that silent, assassin, <laughs> Sean Yu. Woo! Oh, the legendary, the legendary fighter from Mulan. A hardened fighter, a lethal combatant. Armed or not, this guy is going to go toe-to-toe with you, and you're going to know you were in a fight. He possesses a massive, possibly superhuman strength breaks down barricaded doors with minimal effort, climbs the great wall, smashes through roofs. This guy is the epitome of brute force, but he will simply slice three massive pillars with his sword, because that's how good he is. Lest we forget, a skilled tracker and survivalist, so he's gonna be able to, to sustain damage in this instance. He was trapped under an avalanche, for God's sakes. This guy is a legend, if ever there was a legend. Uh, for me, big special ability is that uh, Hayabushu, his falcon yes. oh yes yeah. he can, he and oh, again in lore he can almost see through Hayabushu's eyes i think that's a big factor here he's durable yeah. he's got endurance again though not the brightest bulb on the christmas tree not the sharpest <laughs> knife in the drawer so he can be outfought he can be tactical. although he practically wields the sharpest knife in the drawer he does wield the <laughs> Very sharp knife. So again, for me, it comes down to matchups in this one. But Shen Yu is a true, true legend in the industry.
2: I agree. I mean, for all those Game of Thrones fans, we've all seen what those Falcons, Crows, whatever it was, did to Jon Snow. Um, they can, they can, they can scar you before the battle even starts. But his opponent is going to be another
1: trickery guy, known as Udi Buddy. <laughs> Aside from his immense physical strength, Oogie has the ability to survive having his sac removed and his bugs destroyed, so long as his brain bug survives. Also, he demonstrates a considerable lung power, able to suck in air with as much power as a jet engine. Other than this, and despite his menacing appearance, he is, in fact, a coward. He relies on dirty and commanding uh, re- re- relies on fighting dirty, sorry, and commanding the machines and his buoy traps in his lair to fight for him, or preferring to send his henchmen lock shock and barrel to do his bidding. One thing we also have to note, he has his shadow which he can send out to do reconnaissance for him at the same time. Similar He's, to the Falcons, so that's a pretty even matchup. Yeah. That's right, that's right. So taking all things into effect into account here, it's definitely gonna be
0: an interesting fight. Yeah, this is uh this is a clash of styles. This is a clash is of def- styles def- here. Definitely. <laughs> so oh,
1: we're looking at Sean Yu who has the intellect and the cunning and and the survivability. Going up against Oogie Boogie.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think either one is going to outsmart each other, right? I think they're both kind of average smarts, in my opinion. Um, I think...
0: They're they're,
1: they're both kind of stand off and watch watch what the other one does, observe, and see where they can step in.
0: Guys, I'm going to make this real easy. He's got a falcon. He's got a sword that he would slice the sack off and find this brain bug. I'm not even sure it's that close. I respect Oogie Boogie. I love Oogie Boogie. And you're right, he's got a lot of ability here one way or another with the lung power and everything else and the henchmen. But I think even if you want to throw the henchmen into it, they may get taken out by Hayabushu. I'm going with Shan Yu in this one. I think he's just too much for Oogie Boogie to handle. At the end of the day, though, I do respect Oogie Boogie's powers. But I'm going Shan Yu in... in... Probably a unanimous decision through ten rounds. Maybe not a knockout in this one, but certainly goes the distance in ten rounds. And uh, but I think Shan Yu has just too much to, to for rookie Boogie to handle in this instance.
2: No, and and I agree. Oogie Boogie was definitely um, an underdog, and it really determined on who he went up against. You know, we talked offline of you know someone like Jafar to have lost shot and barrel, steal the lamp, and things like that. Unfortunately, there's not much to steal from Shan Yu. Right. Uh, I agree. Sean Yu is ruthless. Uh, that's one word I would describe him. I think he's going to have lost shock and barrel, a ugly and brutal death. Yeah, I, I mean, he's, gonna, he's, um,
0: he's nasty.
2: I think he's going to cut Uddi Booty right open. He's going to find that little green worm. He's going to step on that
0: thing, spit and on he's, it, and, he's, and call and it He's a not going to care. He's not going to care when he does it either. Nope. Nope. He will not. I mean, hell, he I, might I even eat I, the I,
1: thing. I definitely am going to have to agree on agree on this. Oogie Boogie does have his strengths, but when it comes right down to it, Sean Yu is going to do whatever it takes and he's going to do it in the most brutal fashion yeah. he possibly can.
0: Oh yeah, no, that, guy's a, that guy's a menace to South Central while drinking juice in the hood. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All, right, okay. All right, let's move on to our last battle of round one we got two guys
1: left. The first one here is going to be Captain Gantu. All right, Captain Gantu. Gantu possesses superhuman physical strength, is an expo- expert mar- at martial arts, has mastered several weapons. He has a good, not great aiming skills, is an expert pilot, incredible speed with hypersonic re- reaction time, superhuman amount of stamina, his downfall probably is going to have to be his average intelligence. He is an overwhelming arrogance and generally a high level of sensitivity. He is also very easily manipulated. So technically, if he has a weakness, it's his, It's his. I guess you could say, his confidence in himself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Knowing the list of characters we have available, I think the next guy that we- Andrew's gonna pull out of his hat is also a fairly arrogant person <laughs> yeah. who is also <laughs> so. I think this might be one of the uh, <laughs> most debated in terms of literal. These two might just talk to each other the entire time, and uh, but Andrew, go ahead and just let's let's get it out of the hat there.
2: Correct, and that what Bubba is talking about is no other than the mighty Gaston. Now, Gaston, while lacking in agility, he's shown to possess a tremendous amount of physical strength. He's able. Oh, yeah. to uh, he's also able to fire his blunderbuss with pinpoint accuracy, which just kind of doesn't make
0: sense. But in addition, he has proven <laughs> that he's—you a <laughs> you know—it is true. When you think about it; that's <laughs> not <laughs> a weapon known for its accuracy. But well done, hes hes one of the best. He's—he didn't, miss, uh, a shot, I, I no he didn't miss a shot. I—I promise you. No one shoots like Gaston.
1: That's for sure. Uh, that's true.
2: He's—he's no. um, he's also proven as a skilled archer. He's quite adept to hand-to-hand combat. He's also shown to be stilled at stealth attacks. He's a skilled plotter and a master of manipulation. Excellent observation skills and will use that against most opponents. Right, So he's going to look for weaknesses, dissect you, and go after it. Um, obviously from Beauty and the Beast, his special oh, ability so is he has a bow and arrow, he has a gun, and he has a dagger. Um, so again, he has brute force, brute force and accuracy, and he's definitely weak to any kind of magic. Um, now, I wouldn't say Dantu really has magic. He has his laser alien gun that kind of... I've seen it shoot that green glob. It shoots nets. Um, I've seen it shoot different things. Um, but for me, I mean... I've, we've seen Gaston fight the Beast. And we all know I've said some things about what I thought about Gaston and the Beast uh, a different day, but um, quickly I'll say that. I think if you put Gaston versus the Beast on the grounds, not on the top of a castle roof, I think it goes a different way. That's all i got to say. Um, so with that being said, I think Destan can outsmart, outhunt, outbattle um, Jantu, and I think Destan is going to go away with this one. I think Destan might be a little injured, but um, I, think, I think he got this one.
1: I think I'm going to have to disagree on this one. I mean, you've got hypersonic reaction time and a superhuman amount of stamina. No amount of human strength or or accuracy even is going to be able to combat a hypersonic reaction in this one. I mean, come on! Before he's even shot, he's already reacted and out of the way of that gun or that blow of anything that he has that Gaston has to throw against too
2: Ah, see, I don't know. I,
1: I I think Gaston
2: is used to a moving target, and he knows he he knows his enemies, and he's gonna he's gonna predict. I
1: but, that's how I feel. But he's he's used to a human target or or a human, earth based target. He's not seen somebody with the reaction time of an alien. I, I I'm still going. I still feel strong.
2: I I I think Gaston is is is. I don't think they do justice in the movie. I think he's a lot better than that. And I, you know what? The same with Gantu. I'll give you that. Gantu is is underutilized in in all the Stitch movies. Like I said, I've watched all three of them this weekend. Um, I learned a lot about him, but um. <laughs> I, I, I wish they did a little bit more, but as we know, Stitch is a very kid friendly movie, and
1: they don't. Right. But also, you got to think, Gantu commands the Galactic Federation. If he really wanted to, he could call some of those Federation forces down. And I really don't think that Gaston would hold a candle anywhere to the Gal- Galactic Federation. I I agree. Once you start introducing more aliens and whatnot,
2: I think you get a different ballgame. But I don't think Gaston. Let's get that far. Bob, tiebreaker.
0: What do you got? I got a 2-2 at the end of the second period between the Bruins and Blues. <laughs> oh boy. If you had asked me this question at 9 o'clock this morning, I wouldn't even have thought about it. Would have been Gaston going away. The more I listen to Jay sell me on Gantu, I just my my problem becomes as strong as Gaston is. This is quite possibly the worst matchup for him in terms of strength, because right. none of that matters because Gantu is stronger. And let's be honest, he is stronger than Gaston in this instance. Yes. I don't know about that. Super, I, super I do. strength. Come I on. do, I do, I would wow. say that Gantu is stronger than Beast as well. And I would disagree with you that Beast and Gaston wouldn't be the same fight on land. I, I firmly believe that if Beast wasn't, you know, his his Oh, bleeding heart, liberal snowflake self, he probably, <laughs> probably would rip Gaston to shreds in a legitimate fight. At the end of the day, what we're talking about here is Gaston versus Gantu, 1v1.
2: I, I oh, think he gets outsmarted. I mean, it says Gantu has average intelligence while... I mean, Gaston is known for excellent manipulation and, and skill plotter. I think Gantu goes into this battle underestimating Geston, and just goes in there that he's going to go with brute force and his little laser gun, and Gaston's going to have a plan. What that
0: plan is, I don't know, but he's going to have a plan to, to counter it, and, and that's right, where I think so, he out, outsmarts him. So I have a pick that's going to shock the world here. I'm going to shock the world with this pick. I've been holding this pick in all night for this very moment right here. I'm picking a WWE-style run-in from Mordu because this fight took too long, and he's ready to go. So I'm picking (laughs) Mordu in this fight, and he's ready to go. Mordu's ready to shred people, and that's what's going to happen. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Speed, strength, durability, skilled fighter, excellent hunter, arrogance and sensitivity, brute force and accuracy, bow and arrow, guns, daggers, master manip... Ooh, Master manipulator, arrogant and sensitive. That's not a good combination.
1: No, it's really that's not. That's
0: not a good combination. Um, Give me Gaston in a close one. Give me Gaston in a really close fight, if only because he manipulates Gantu to no end, and that's how it ends. It's not pretty. I'm thinking. It's not always dominant but he does enough to get by. But if I was Gaston, I would be very leery of Mordu and Jafar and the Horned King and Maleficent in the next round. He better hope he gets a guy like Shan Yu or Clayton in the next round. Because if he doesn't, he could be in for a world of hurt.
2: Yeah. Agreed. No, that was, again, that was a tough one. Like I said, um, you know, I think...
0: Jay, you almost had me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I tried. I really me, did. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't, I see again. I was looking and I said, "Oh, you know, the sensitivity. He is oh. the master of manipulation. He'll just, he'll, he'll, yeah, you he'll know, play to his sensibilities." Yep, and that's one thing that Gaston has. He's an excellent manipulator, excellent observation skills. So he would know what Gantu was gonna do probably before Gantu knew. So, all right, uh, great first round, though. Great that's gonna wrap
2: round. up round one. On to round two.
0: We're gonna have eight round competitors two coming next week no <laughs> folks we're giving you round two right now more do is ready if we held them back any longer it's <laughs> over so uh,
2: uh, uh. well with that being said let's move right on so the first competitor for round two is going to be jafar Woo-hoo! Uh, to give you the example we know we know everything about him uh but who will Jafar be competing? Now, there's no little pushovers anymore, folks. We're getting into the no. real of oh, things. So,
0: and are we also going with the whole, they're all well-rested at this point, no damage from the first round. Oh, yeah. They're, oh, they're, yeah. They're, right, right, they're, right.
2: They got something, right. you know, elixir, refreshener.
0: Elixir, refreshener. Is that a technical term?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. All right. Jafar is going to be going up. And, oh, 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 Maleficent.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> Oh my good. boys! I hope we're ready to be here until one a.m. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna miss the third period and overtime at this point. Uh, all
1: right. Well, I mean, we don't have the Sorcerer Supreme to versus the Sorceress Supreme.
0: Yeah, we know what the yeah. powers are, guys. We know what it is. We got a snake versus a dragon, fire versus fire. So oh, man. let's
2: print let's up this point because we talked about it earlier. Jafar is immune to fire. Right. right, and I know now Jason said earlier the green fire is a little bit different but in my eyes, he's immune to fire he's he, immune to fire
0: but she's the smarter of the two of them.
2: this is true it, yeah I mean we've seen her ship, in, ship um, shapeshift into a dragon. Are there other things she can shapeshift into I'm
1: sure there yeah, is she could there's not much else that's stronger or, or
0: more devastating than a dragon. I'm not sure this is as close as we think it is, boys. I'm going to throw my hat right out there. Maleficent, and it's not even that close when I'm looking at it. She's just so damn strong. It's really a tough matchup for Jafar. We do know physical combat is his his downfall. But at the end of the day, I think she's smart enough to get the lamp. I think Diablo goes against the lamp for her. And she tricks him. I mean, honestly, I don't think she needs to outthink him in this instant or, or out-brute-force him with the dragon or worry about he's immune to fire. I honestly think she's just it, the, the one here. And in my opinion, again, you know, I I'm get gonna... one vote. You guys each get a vote. I'm going Maleficent in this and one.
2: I, and I'm going to throw the
0: card, right? We say
2: Aladdin could defeat Jafar. I mean, Prince Philip's defeat Melissa fit even with the help of the fairy or not. He's a sorcerer. He can create magic swords and shields, whatnot. not.
0: Um, Prince Philip was not a sorcerer. No, 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 Jafar. I'm saying I, I, it was about a run-on there.
2: sentence there, right? So yeah.
0: you uh, use no commas or semicolons.
2: <laughs> or well, I don't even know the that. Anyways, uh, you know, I, I, that's a tricky one. I, I, I'm going Jafar. I think Jafar is the most powerful sorcerer. Can can do what he wants. He, yeah, he shows himself as a snake. He should, he should become something else that is more of a hand-to-hand combat, close encounter that brings her down.
0: All okay. right, so I guess that okay. means I'm going
1: for the, uh, the tiebreaker on luck. this one.
0: Good luck, Jay. Well, I
1: think the deciding factor here, Jafar, while he is a, a master sorcerer supreme, You got to look at the fact that Maleficent is also a fairy. So she does have much stronger magical abilities than just a sorcerer. She is actually a magical being herself. I'm definitely going to have to go with Maleficent on this one. Absolutely. Yeah, and again, I'm not saying. I mean, you can't
0: really go wrong with either one of them, to be honest with you. But in this instance, I mean, yeah, I mean, magic versus magic.
1: Yeah. Well, that was a good one. Or, or in this case, with Maleficent, let's go with the uh, the uh, quote from from Bane in in The Dark Knight Rises. She was born into it, molded by it, shaped by it. Jafar was just given it.
0: <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I just had a really weird vision of Jeremy Irons playing Bane. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's, it's interesting guys Let me tell you It's a very odd look With that being said Let's move on to the next two competitors So does that mean Maleficent is in the final four? She She is is. She's in the final four Wow
2: And no other again As the legendary Mordu Oh boy And let's see if anybody has the chance To bring him down And if there is one. Be Clayton. <laughs> there is one, and
0: the beast hunter himself, Gaston. Ah, well, please, I mean, let's let's break it down, folks. What? Gaston, man, I mean, I... ah, boy, ah, uh, boy. Uh, Again,
2: I, 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 out of who we have left, I think he has a chance, right?
1: With I his... think he's got a chance, but I think the person who would have a much better chance would have been Clayton, not Gaston. Agreed, agreed. Um,
2: especially with what we said with the blunder bus, you know. Right. I don't think that thing even going to penetrate more. Do the only no. thing that he has in his favor would be oh, I'm going to say he gets he would be out brute forced. Right. So the only chance Gaston has here is if he he gets one shot. He gets one shot with his bow and arrow, and is it enough if he puts that thing between Mordu's eyes to take Mordu down?
1: That's yeah, the but only once again, he's he got go that ahead. super super durability. And is and really not going to do that much, Yeah, I don't I think. Mean, not well, one look arrow. In
2: look in the movie, right? How many arrows and spears to throw in at Mordu, and it doesn't even phase him?
1: Right, and you're saying one arrow from Gaston's going to take him down? No well, way. Between the eyes, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know
2: about that. It's a tough one. Bob, what's your opinion?
0: More do. It's not even that close. Yeah, I agree. It's not even that close, let's be honest. The I thing mean, is, it, a it's do. <laughs> I wanted to try to make it
2: interesting. Um, I had to give a farted chance with Gaston, but I agree. Um, More due is a savage.
1: <laughs> I guess in this case, no one loses like Gaston.
0: <laughs> that is correct. Listen, if I had that hard of a time with Gaston beating Gantu. I can't just forget that. I have to think that Mordu is a much more formidable foe than Gantu would have been for him. And right. I, I just yeah. anything we said, the arrows are irrelevant. Almost, they'd probably bounce off of Mordu. The guy's an enchanted friggin' bear who, right. as a human, has the strength of ten men. Anyway, I mean this. Yeah. This is a he's, serious. He's not fighter. just
1: a bear. He's got the intelligence no. of a man as well.
0: Really. Yeah, he's and, and- uh. A warrior. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's a strategist.
2: Yeah. I mean, he was. I know, mean, honestly, does...
0: there might be two guys in this in this battle royale that have a chance against Mordue. One of them is yeah. Clayton, and even then I'd have a tough time, and maybe the Horned King, but I'd have right. to figure it out to get there. And
2: for all those people who, again, aren't familiar or remember the story of Mordu, uh, I think it's on the Pitsar Shorts Volume 3. They have, like, the seven-minute video that, that really oh, shows, it's shows it's about it.
0: Funny. Could be volume two might be volume three i think it's three could
2: be all right well the next two competitors we're looking at is the first one will be clayton okay man. and he is going to be battling
1: ursula Oof.
0: oh boy you're right it didn't get easy did it no oh man
2: let's let's look at some weaknesses here right so ursula is you know weakness is ranged attacks uh you know she does have the trident though so she can kind of fight back a little bit um and then clayton's weakness is arrogance and magic so each other's weakness and strength counter each other which is very interesting yeah um oh
0: Let's
2: see here So oh,
0: man that's oh my god uh
2: so again, oh, let's, let's talk about let's talk Clayton for a minute, right? He has the arrogance, right? So he gets right. a little bit cocky. Um, however, he earned it, right? He he's good at what he sure. does. Sure, he is a poacher. I mean, Ursula in a way is an animal, right? Um, right. Even though she's a witch, but she, is um, is
1: he really a marine poacher or is he a land animal poacher? A breed So
2: I and and again, um, Tarzan is not my my number one go to movie, but. Could Ursula shapeshift into, you know, anything, being a, a, a pretty woman or, or something to distract him,
1: to get close to him? Or to a try. whale and land on him?
0: <laughs> sure, yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's <laughs> hey, thinking outside the box.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, she could even turn into her giant squid self and land on him.
2: Yeah, I mean, she has the trident. I mean, she could just keep... Yeah, you know, I, I know Ursula here. I, I think I think Ursula takes him down.
1: Yeah. Clayton is, is a skilled hunter, but animals in the sea are totally different from animals on land. It's it's well, I don't think it's going to be much of a contest in this let's
0: one. Let's not forget, guys, she's a sea witch first and foremost. Exactly. And she has the trident. I mean, that's Clayton – great hunter great manipulator but you're not going to manipulate the sea witch. you're not going to no. do it um I, ursula is is much stronger than any of us i think give her credit for and and i she, she wins this fairly easily i would like actually to see her and mordu go at it. i think that'd be a fun one that would be, be interesting. Interesting. Would that would be interesting That would To see mordu against anybody actually i don't really see where he's going down but all right well speaking
2: of versus i think this next battle is going to be um quite interesting as we only have two left so oh, we're yes. going you have the mighty foreign king versus again sean Yu. right so again this is interesting because you go back to you know well if you if you're looking at sword fighting skills right i mean uh, they're, matched. Yu, uh,
0: they're probably matched one for one there i mean yeah they're both great with the sword uh, now I don't know if we mentioned it before we are
2: there we are given the <laughs> we are given the horn King his cauldron which means he can summon um, you know some skeleton minions or whatnot uh, helps his powers a little bit yeah. um, we remember Shan Yu does have his falcon. Uh, as far as durability and endurance, show, I think this should be one of those battles that fights for days and nights. Sure, uh, yeah.
0: Um, There's a fun know. chant at professional wrestling shows when you respect a match, you chant fight forever. Yeah. I think people would be chanting fight forever at a Horned King versus Shane. And you you know, it's funny yeah.
2: because Shen Yu's one of his biggest strengths is he makes people fear him, right? So he's a very right. fearful person. I don't know that fear. the Horn
0: King is going to be intimidated by uh, Shen Yu.
2: But I also think the Horn King is one of the most feared people as well. So I think if you looked at all of our 16 people, these are probably two of the most feared, you know, competitors on our list. Yeah, I'm not sure that either one of them is going to be fearful of the other. I don't no. I know. I so really you don't see at it. You've got to look at it from who who would that hurt, right? I think that would hurt Sean Yu more than anybody, because I think Sean Yu would get that cockiness and say, You're, you should be afraid of me, whereas the
1: horn cane I don't even think has a sense of caring. Um, so that, I really would, don't think that Sean Yu has a sense of care in that sense either. He does not fear anything.
2: He doesn't fear anything, but I, I feel as a his character, he relies on his fear a lot, and I think that's what sometimes hurts him example when he fights Mulan I think he went into Mulan as like you should be so afraid of me you should turn and run away whereas I mean I get Mulan didn't physically kill the guy but I don't think Mulan was afraid of it right she 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 went after him essentially or 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 stood her ground
0: I do challenge that at the end of the day though if it's a Disney movie it's gonna be that way yeah
2: I mean really let's let's be honest if this was a non-Disney movie and it wasn't a happy ending, there's no way Shan Yu's defeated in a one-on-one battle with Mulan. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about Shan Yu versus the Horned King. Uh, now again, this is another tricky one, right? Because the, the Horned King, is, there was a little bit of turmoil here on, on what version of him do we have, um, some of the skills that he has. Um, but at the end of the day... Uh, he he has the cauldron. He has a little bit of magic up his sleeve. He can hold his own in hand to hand combat. I'm going Horn King.
1: I think I'm going to have to go with, go a, a, along with you on this one. I think the Horn King's going to take it. It, it. In my book, at the end of the day, it comes down to magic versus human, and in that case, I think magic wins almost every
0: time. It was a bad draw for Shan Yu to be sure because at the end of the day is it really even that close? I mean the Horned yeah. King is the Horned King for a reason. He, As good as Shan Yu would do and they would fight forever and you would love it and it would be bloody and it would be a spectacle. It would be blood and guts all over the place. There would be teeth knocked out but at the end of the day the Horned King pulls this out. I mean he, he's a mighty warrior. He's a skilled rider. I mean he'd probably eat Hayabusa when he was done. I mean, let's be honest. The Horn King wins this.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I think that's going to move us on to our final four. A uh, final Woo! four live from the the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. And let's
2: see who's going to be part of the first round competitor. Oh my Just goodness. as a, a
1: reminder for everyone out there listening, our final four are Mordu, Ursula, Maleficent. And the Horned King. What a lineup. And we are going to start
2: off with Ursula. And. Oh, boy. Ursula will be battling. Oh, boy. For a (laughs) chance into the championship. The Horned King.
0: Oh, Oh man. Oh, boy. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Well, so we do talk about the Horned King being susceptible to ranged attacks again. So, (laughs) so is that the deciding factor in this? Well, you got to think the Horned King,
2: he's very, you know, he's, he's almost like a a knight slash warrior, right? But a little bit of that magic in him with the cauldron. But like you said, absolutely vulnerable to those ranged
1: attacks. Um, You know, I I don't even know he does that have that little bit of magic. Once again, we're going back to Ursula is a sea witch. Well, you know,
2: the the quarantine the, the is very land-based. I, um, I think this is one of those 100%, you know, dependent on who has the home court advantage, who seats out who. Ah, boy. Um, well, I'm going to let one of you guys pit first. I pitched first the last couple, and I don't want to stray the vote one way.
1: Yeah, I think I'm definitely going to have to go with Ursula on this one. It's going to be a fight for sure, but I think in the end Ursula is going to come out on top because Horn King does have the Black Cauldron. He can summon other other, uh, help with the skeletons and everything, but at the end of the day, he has a very limited magic palette, whereas Ursula... Yeah, no. She can, she can pretty much conjure up anything she wants. So here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that
2: I think the Horn King is going to use his powers to, to, to summon some skeleton minions, which will then distract Ursula. He's going to get on one of his big stallions, and he's going to ride at Ursula, just In like the water? Prince Eric does. Well, maybe he draws her out. Um, oh, man.
1: I... What is this, a water polo match now?
0: <laughs> you know, w- well, what what says that it's in water? At the end of true. the day, that's my problem, is that if they're fighting on land, it's that's... it's not even close. They're fighting in water, it's also not even close. Mm-hmm. I,
2: I think... I think Ursula could maybe get a little over-cocky here. I think she could maybe come to him. And if she does, that's his down, her downfall.
1: Um... Bob, what, uh, what, what are you thinking?
0: Does it always come down to him with the tiebreaker on this? Well, I didn't vote. I, I, I haven't made okay, a decision. Okay. The, the, the last four times you guys have voted before I've said That's anything. That's why I you don't guys want to went yet. two zeros, so my vote has meant nothing. So, no, it Your doesn't come down to me here. on the tiebreaker every time. Uh, his mere presence causes the beasts of the forest to quiet. Do we consider Ursula a beast? Now, I know she's not of the forest. But in that instance, he's an intimidating presence. It's almost, if we're going to borrow from Batman lore, the way the Scarecrow makes you hallucinate a little bit. Right. Is that in play here? Is that the issue? And that's what they talk about uh, his his skeleton mask, right?
2: Ugh. You know, you look at him. And I mean, kinda...
0: hand-to-hand combat's out, out, out of the way here. And hand-to-hand combat's irrelevant. The ranged yeah. attack is a big deal. But I would like to think that the Horned King versus the Sea Witch. Wow. Yeah. We never thought it would come to this, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you.
1: And this is just the, the, uh, the semifinals. Tr-
0: the tricky part
2: is is that I don't think either one of them is cocky enough to go to the other one. You
0: no, know what I'm I saying? think these two, if anything, are smarter than almost any other combatant right. to this point. About how this fight would go down. A skilled rider and a swordsman. Andrew I'm picking the horned king. It's up to you. Oh gosh. Um, superhuman
2: strength. Like we said. Um, 10 out of 10 times. You go to the sea. Ursula wins this battle. Uh, I don't think it goes to the sea. I think they both sit in their perch. And wait the other one out. And yeah. I think Ursula loses patience. Before the Horn King loses patience, therefore, I think Ursula goes to the Horn King, and once on land, I don't think she has a chance against the Horn King. I'm going Horn King.
1: I think you're right. I'll agree
0: to the fact that
1: Ursula is not a patient person. Yeah.
0: No, that's one thing that she doesn't have a lot of his patience. But guys, you know what that means. We thought that was hard. We (laughs) all know what's coming. We all know what's coming. We do, and there might be bloodshed. There might be bloodshed on this one. But what's coming is Maleficent versus
2: Mordu. Oh,
0: oh, oh. Oh, boy! I
2: mean, let's talk it out, right? I mean, and again, I know we already emphasized it, but the history of Mordu was he was prince of the kingdom, right? Um, he was in line to be the king. He had like seven brothers. Um, he was the oldest. His dad said, Hey, son, sorry, I'm not giving you the kingdom. I'm going to split it evenly between all your brothers. You get this land. He gets that land. Such and such. Um, he pretty much said, F that. I'm going to rule all of them. Kills his brothers. Go to the witch. Um, the witch puts a curse on him. Turns him into a bear. Gives him superhuman strength. So now he is uh, essentially a prince, but he has the tactical skills of a warrior leading an army and he now has the superhuman strength along with the armor. Um, so that, that is, again, the history of Mordu. He is a foul beast. He is feared. He's defeatable, though. He is defeatable. Um, and, uh,
0: what, I mean, what, what? what is your guys' thoughts? I think at the end of the day, the issue for me, again, becomes what Maleficent wants to do. Right, Because she will dictate the terms of any fight that she's in.
1: Absolutely.
0: And that's, that's where my issue becomes with Mordu. He's a wild animal bear. He's intelligent. He is. He's in human form. He's a great tactician. He defeated his brothers. He did all of that like you said. He did all, everything you can imagine. Is he smarter than Maleficent when it matters? That's the question. Because I think if we've t- talked about smartness to this point. We did talk about them in the last effort, the Horned King and Ursula are willing to wait it out. And Andrew, you said you picture Ursula blinking first. I think in this instance, it's Maleficent versus yeah. Mordu. Who is going to blink first in this fight? Oh, I think
2: Mordu blinked in the first three seconds. I don't, Absolutely. I, I think he sees her or he knows right. he has to fight her. He just runs for her or he, he just starts his the whole thing. Yeah, there's There's right. no sitting back with him.
0: And I don't know that that is the way to approach a matchup with a sorceress with as much power as Maleficent holds. The
1: only Shoot, way... Just, she could go to her old faithful move as he's, you know, as he's charging forward, she pulls up the uh, the briar patch, surrounds it in some Greek yeah, fire. I mean- yeah, I mean...
2: It depends. If she, I mean, yes, she is fast. She, she's knowledgeable. It's a matter of does Mordu catch her off guard and has because let's be honest, if Mordu gets to her, she's dead. All right, I think we all agree on that. But but
0: will she yeah, even right, let, again, him be, well, she it, let him I think I think it's very tough. Close. I think it's very tough to say that because if she's in dragon form, it's not even close. Right. This fight's over.
1: Well, of
2: course, he can't do anything. Um, Well, I'm going to let you guys both pick first. I know I've been picking
1: earlier, so why don't don't, don't you lead us off? I think for me it's clear. It's Maleficent. I mean, I don't think she even, like we said, she dictates the terms in any battle she's in. She's not going to even let him get close, especially with him charging forward within the first, you know, he's going to be charging forward as soon as he gets the chance, and she's not going to let him get past anything. She's not going to even let him get close.
0: Yeah, so Jay, I have a tendency to agree with you on this instance alone, is right. that she is going to have that briar patch ready to go. She's going oh, yeah. to have the fire ready to go. I'm not even convinced she needs to be in dragon mode to do no. the work. No. That's the thing. Andrew makes very valid points with Mordu, and not that he's picked Mordu, but in general, that Mordu is quick, and if he got inside of that, he would win that fight my, my thing that we're forgetting here is the ranged attack issue that he suffers from right is what's to say that she doesn't just shoot some lightning bolts out of the staff to kind of i don't want to say keep, to keep him away but to at least distract him and keep him off guard a little bit right I, oh boy andrew do you have thoughts before i make my selection on on what you what you no, how you're playing out
2: i think we all are all the same way here um it, it's just a matter of yeah,
0: who strikes first. Well, Bob, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you pick. I'm going Maleficent. I think at the end of the day, lightning bolts or or her ability to fly with the staff right. is underrated. I just think she has too many defensive maneuvers to outwit a raging bear. At the end of the day, yeah, that that's my that's why I'm going Maleficent. And, I, and I, I, would, I would go the same pick. I
2: think she's just too smart for him, and she never lets him get close. Um, that, so I, I would agree with that pick. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us down to the championship of our <sighs> villain Battle Royale. Um, again, we have the, the least popular, least famous horn King, but man, is he hold his own, um, and he has a little bit of every ability. Um, and on the other corner, we have uh, the world-famous, the most recognizable villain of all time, uh, Maleficent. So um, how, how are we going to do this, guys? How how are we going to make this decision?
0: <sighs> well, this is, again, similar to what happened in the semifinal. You're going to have two people that are smart enough to wait it out. Yes. And, uh, and unlike Ursula and Mordu... Neither one of these people blinks first no
1: no, absolutely not. they're both very patient, more than willing to wait out.
0: so if we're going to say that we wanted to fight forever with other fights, I don't know if this fight is a fight forever fight. I think this comes down to ultimately who outwits the other and and does what they need to do at the end of the day, the horn king, if he gets inside of Maleficent. It's over. You're right. Right. It's done. Even if she's a dragon, I don't see necessarily that being a slam dunk against the Horned King. Because I think he still gets inside. He's an expert rider. He's a great swordsman. And like you said earlier, Prince Philip did it. And let's go on the assumption that the Horned King is probably a little bit stronger than Prince Philip. And maybe doesn't need the fairy's help. Uh, yeah,
2: I would say he could he could create some magic for his own sword or whatnot. So I, I agree. I don't think he would need any help from a fairy or anything. Um again, just from my knowledge of the Horn King, it's 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 funny because you know, you don't ever really even see him leave his castle. You right. know? He's just I mean he's, he's just a lot of what we know about him is in stories, right? So right. it's um uh, it, oh. It's a tricky one. At the same time, could he, you know, and penetrate her castle and get in there? But that's not his style either, you know.
0: Well, no, it's not his style. That's not what he does. He's he sits on his perch and defends his castle. That's what he does. He's
2: not one to go out there and, you know, I don't think they ever really talk about how he became king, you know. So that's that that that's the tricky part, right?
0: I mean boy, we all know boy, her story. Oh boy, yeah. We do. I mean, his his strength is hand to hand combat. His weakness is ranged attacks.
1: She definitely has a plethora of ranged
0: attacks. Her strength is potions and magic. Her weaknesses are hand to hand combat <laughs> and swords. Oh boy. I'm gonna say by some odd, odd way. Some Don't know how it happens. He gets inside. And he takes her out. I'm going with the well Horned done. King for well the win. He goes inside, gets inside of her, and that's the end. That I, I think he's got just enough to make it happen. Because I don't think he's intimidated by the dragon form at the end of the day. I, don't, I He's a great, he's a skilled rider according to the Black Cauldron lore. I'm going with the Horned King for the win.
2: Wow. I, I don't know if I would call that an upset, but um, Wow.
0: Uh, yeah, this is this is
1: definitely a, uh, a a a fight for all fights, the fight to end all fights.
0: This is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, no matter who wins, we lose here, folks. <laughs> it's not gonna be pretty, okay? No, it's definitely it's like alien not. versus predator, only better. <laughs> I uh,
1: I don't know. This is just they they're each other's weaknesses. That's the problem here. I know they really are. I mean, come on! You got the Horn King, the Master, the Master hand to hand to hand combat, weak against range. You got friggin' Maleficent, Sorceress Supreme, weak against hand to hand. But I don't know is is he really going to be able to get close enough to 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 battle hand to hand? That's that's really my question. Is is he going to be able to get close enough to actually deal the damage? Uh. I mean, he could send, you know, a legion of, of of minions out, but would they even get close? I mean, once again, they're they're not quite as strong as he is. This is going to come down to a battle of the wits. Who's who's the smarter of the two? Who's the better oh, fighter? That's a good point. This is a this is a, a, a statistician, a, a tactician, if you will, a a. a, a Fight against the wits. This is not going to come down to magic or or hand-to-hand combat. This is going to be a battle of the wits, out and out. Who is the more intelligent fighter in this one? Oh, I don't know on this point. one.
2: Oh, that is a valid point. I, you know, you, you're swaying my vote back and forth, right? Because. <laughs> You know, I I agree with Bob. The Horn King gets inside, and and he wins. He uses minions to distract her and whatnot. But but you're right. I mean, the only thing I would say is, uh, you know, Melissa would try to use some of her magic, and he would counter with you know, he his magic's not nearly as strong, but he has right. a little bit, so he he could he could counter with that. Um. But but you're right. Uh, that uh, it, it it comes down to one who wants it more. Right. And and two who can outsmart the other one. Um and like we said, the horn is a is a strategic warrior, right? Right. So if it comes down to that, then yes. Now she's more of a strategic mastermind. Right. But not, not in the, the tactic sense, right? So if the horn cane can somehow get through that
1: um
2: well, I mean, do you want to pit first or you want me
1: to? Well, we've already got one vote for the Horn King, right? Yep. I think I'm going to go with Maleficent on this one just because she's going to want it more, and she's going to do whatever it takes to get that crown.
2: Oh, boy. Uh, and she does. I, I will agree with you. She would want it more. Yes. Um, again, because what we see is the Horn King is a very... He's a very angry guy, but we don't really know fully his history on, on why he wants this. Um, right. you know, not like Mordew, where we kind of know his history. We mm-hmm. don't know really much about the Horn King. But that mystery is keeping me intrigued that there's more to his story than we know. Um, you know and with him going after the cauldron it makes me believe there's more to his story Than we know. And I agree with Bub. I think if he gets inside, he takes her down. I'm going Horn King. Horn King to wrap up this championship, folks. Um, I think it's a battle for the ages, and I think I'm going to wrap it up and say the Horn King is the victor of our villain's battle royale. Wow.
1: This has been a night.
2: (laughs) Wow, good stuff. So um, what what a fun time. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. We have plans to do this in the future and making it even more fun in different types of levels. Now, if you love this so much, I will say Disney is coming out with a game called Disney Sorcerer's Arena. And it's going to be on mobile devices. Um, and it combines real-time action and RPG strategies, summoning Disney Pixar characters directly from collectible cards into battle with an unending quest for um, Legendary. All right. So it's going to be this game. Um, there's not a ton about it yet, there's a teaser trailer out there, um, it's going to be releasing sometime in 2019 you can sign up for a free launch access I believe it's already open, uh, but yes. yeah they're selected, I'm not sure um, yeah, the I'm beta
0: sure. began in uh, February
2: yeah, they might have another beta closer to launch, right. they might not, yep. um, but if you go to sorcerersarena.com oh, well, that might be, be an alpha,
1: not a beta that is that is true <laughs> um,
2: but um, I'll, I'll probably definitely pick this up and play it, if any of you listeners out there want to, you know Play it as well. Reach out to us. We'll at least try it, and maybe it's one of those games to play with other people and whatnot. But
1: um, I'll be honest; I didn't look a whole lot at this before we started the show. Is this going to be kind of like a, uh, um, Sorcerers in the Magic Kingdom app, or is it going to be more Pokemon Go? It's going to be
2: more. Um, I, I'm not familiar with the first one. I'm going to say it's more like, uh, like a Final Fantasy type game where I think it's like turn-based but real-time fighting at the same time. So I think okay. to you you pick your army so of So almost three or four kind people.
0: of
1: a, um um, I'm sorry, brain fart. Kingdom Hearts here, so kind of a Kingdom Hearts type deal. Yeah, I
0: like think I, I think I think what you guys are looking for, it's going to be similar to Marvel Contest of Champions. I think right. you're going to be grabbing random cards throughout the game. I think it's going to be a hybrid where it's going to be turn based, not going to be one on one Mortal Kombat style, but yeah. you're kind of going to have a, a a team of cards and characters that you have, and you're going to do little quests to battle other. Okay, or might Andrew's be very like a, excited uh, about, Star Wars uh,
1: Galaxy of Heroes.
0: Yeah, th- like uh, we yep. do know there's a Mordu level, so Andrew's very excited oh, yeah. about that. So. <laughs> it is a
1: level. He can barely, he, he, he just can't bear it. He's ready
0: for it. No, no he cannot bear it. No, he cannot.
2: Uh, but with that being said, guys, thank you very much. We're going to wrap up this section um, of the main topic this week, and that's going to lead us over to the Random House of Mouse.
0: Yes, again, the random House of Mouse likes to issue a big congratulations to the Horned King for running the table as the uh, odds-on favorite early on. It's very rare to see an odds-on favorite win, but what battles we had there, and we hope you guys enjoyed that. On the Random House of Mouse, on this week's Random House of Mouse, like Andrew said earlier, we are bringing you a new segment we call Hidden Treasures. This might be a snack or a drink or a landscaping feature, might be a park bench or a walking path. Uh, It could even be a hidden Mickey with so much to do with the parks. These are the things that often get overlooked that we think are worth your time to seek out and look for. Uh, this week, we do take a look at a hidden character, one that I didn't know existed until about four days ago. We're going to head over to Big Thunder Mountain in Frontierland at the Magic Kingdom. And there is a hidden Tinkerbell in the rock work. If you go off the right, she's on the left, carved into a rock. She is a confirmed hidden character by Steve Barrett himself, who is the guy when it comes to hidden characters. He's authored several field guides to find Hidden Mickeys and is the operator of www.hiddenmickeyguide.com. Just a truly uh, spectacular time thing, a spectacular thing to do in the parks, looking for characters. In this instance, it's Tinkerbell. Uh, We can, if you want to know, just search it on the Google machine. Let us know. We can post a picture. There are some pictures out there. Guys, um, I've never seen this one in person. I found it fascinating when I looked it up and saw that this was something we wanted to do. Have a very quick little hidden treasure thing. What an odd little thing this one is. Because it looks like it's probably maybe a, a foot tall or so. And oh, it, wow. it's just it's so weird. Andrew, yep. I know you were mentioning, it. it's like, was it purposely done? Was it not purposely <laughs> done? the first it, thing it's... I said.
2: I mean, it, it looks like a little carving or crack in the cement. It definitely looks like Tinkerbell. It but does. One of those things, you know, was that done on purpose or was it just the way it molded and then someone said, hey, that kind of looks like Tinkerbell. Right. You so know? it is
0: It is a profile view of her, we should mention. So the wings are at her back and she's facing one way with the wings behind her. So it, it's... Yep. It's certainly something to go look for, in our opinion. It's a little hidden treasure uh, that that, that we think is worth the time to seek out. And uh, certainly you don't have to ride Big Thunder Mountain to do it. If you go around the side of the mountain there to the right, if you're looking at the mountain, go over to the right, and it's going to be where the exit comes out. You can tell someone if there's a cast member there, you're looking for the hidden Tinkerbell, and they may even point it out for you and give you a hand locating it as well. So that is going to wrap up our first hidden treasure of Walt Disney World and Random House of Mouse, please let us know in the comments. So, or, 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 you know, however you find us, um, if you like the new segment, if you like the idea of doing a, a hidden, uh, hidden treasure every once in a while, uh, and let us know what you thought.
2: Yep. Thanks, Bob, and thanks for wrapping up that segment. So uh, again, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Um, you know, with with the villains' battle royale. If you have any feedback, questions, or comments, you can always email us at the thedisneyguysuncensored at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in joining our Facebook group, I highly recommend it. Uh, we have a lot of good chatter going on there. We have a lot of good people talking to each other. It's a really the main place where we can communicate with you guys, our listeners. Um, as always, I'm going to mention that if you want, go over to patreon.com slash Uncensored. Censored, and that's where if you want to donate some money to us, um, you can you can do that and help support us. And the last thing I want to say, as always, if you guys can, um, if to help us the most, please go over to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us some kind of review um, or even some stars uh, based on what you guys think we deserve. And what we really ask for that help support. So we hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to the Disney guys uncensored.
0: May Walt Disney World bring joy and inspiration and new knowledge
1: to all who come to this happy place.